Well, hey everyone, welcome to uh, Gundam Explained, the Gundam Explained podcast that is episode 50. It's awesome that um, I'm at 50. It's very cool. I'm Adam Blue. With me is Steven of Midnight Hatter. Steven, how's it going? Doing well, buddy. How are you doing? Congrats on 50 episodes. I know. That is very cool. And that like made me think how... Um, oh, wait. Ian is saying something. Does anyone notice low audio, but G is saying... No. Low okay, we'll, we'll see. Low audio, but G is saying, nope, it's nice and loud for me. Okay, well, we'll see as okay, we go. Um, you know, what I was about to say is that's like almost close to 52, and that's like a year's worth of podcasts, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah. but also, I just wanted to shout out, awesome to see everyone in the chat. Robert, we've got our mod Ian, a good friend and mod. Good to see you, Ian. Glad you're here. And Robert, as always. Jedi Sailor 79. Um, I like that Haro uh, thing, the little Haro icon. I love Haro. We got G in the house, or as known as Goose in our Discord um, as of recently. Um, and then I there was, yeah, Struth, I guess someone that you know, Stephen. Um, yeah, Struth, how's it going? I love that he... I, I think that's the same Struth. Well, I love that he knew that this was the song that plays during the stream starting whatever is from a shmup Uh and I wonder if he can type in or anyone knows which one specifically, because it's a game I love. Um, and then going down, we see Lucas Garrett. Yeah, maybe we can come up with a gift here. If anyone can, the, the first one to hit the chat with the name of it, we'll, I'll come up with something to uh, to send your way. Ah, that's nice. I like that. Make it a little game. Yeah, a little game. 50, 50th episode of Celebration. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so let's see. Yeah, well, good to see everyone here. Um, so... Yeah, uh, a lot to talk about today. Someone in a in a video uh, made mention about new type powers. I thought that would be a good discussion. So we'll dive into new type powers. I mean, that could go on forever, but we'll we'll make it short so we can get to the other topics. Like, there's some more video game news, some interesting stuff with uh, GBO2 and Battle Alliance. I got some more gameplay details uh, because I'm all about the gameplay in these Gundam games. So I'm really curious uh, about that. Um, and then we'll kind of we'll we'll look at Patreon questions. We'll talk about um, uh, some of the stuff we got into this week. Uh, but also, real quick, subscribe if you have an audio version available everywhere. Just let me know if there's not one. I think Robert pointed out actually one that I didn't know about, so I'll have to do that. Um, yeah, join our Discord. There's a Patreon as well. There's a giveaway going on, and I, and you know what? I need to make a video, which I'll try to do this weekend, where I'm actually going to explain the different. Uh, community events going on so we have the giveaway there's a giveaway video that you can comment in to win some stuff uh there's the uh, gumpla community build and then there's the gumpla contest and then the movie night so that's a lot of stuff to cover so i'll do that in the video as i catch my breath steven uh what uh what have you been up to lately if anything at all i know we had our stream yesterday yeah yeah you know as always we had a great discussion yesterday over on midnight hatter about time travel in video games as a mechanic and as a story device as well as just discussing retro gaming which was pretty cool yeah. but specifically related to Gundam uh, this this Monday I dropped a video painting a RGM 79 ground type uh, GM miniature that I 3D printed so that was pretty cool and uh, I did also show off that I got this uh, for, for those of you listening it's the Zaku 2 Char Custom HGUC Revive 1. Um, it, it, extremely um, 
inexpensive right now. And I'm trying to put together some 3D print uh, resin conversion kits for high-grade kits so that, you know, people don't have to go out and spend $300 for a master grade or a perfect grade conversion kit. But I also just came in today. We have the Zaku 2 Char Custom Ooh. from Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. I think it'll be interesting to compare these two because I noticed something, and, and maybe maybe you've seen this before, but apparently the shoulder shield on the Revive version of the uh, Char Zaku actually has the same notched ports that the Origin Zakus use to store those extra bazooka shells. Mm. So I'm wondering if there's any compatibility between these two kits. We will find out. Yeah, that'd be cool um, to find out. Uh, but also, <clears throat> I guess you have your uh, the for your Gundam Five V. You have a character creator that's almost finished. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, fingers crossed that I can figure out the the final piece of the puzzle that allows people to uh, save their characters. Like, currently, you can create characters willy nilly, and you know that's that's no problem. They all get stored to a to a Google sheet, and most importantly, you can actually choose which Google sheet you want them to go to. So that allows people to kind of control their own data, which I think is really cool. Um, they're, they're not stored on any of my servers or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to debuting that as a as a feature for Gundam5e.com. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty sick, actually. I mean, that just like I was telling you, that kind of invites in people that are just more into Gundam and not tabletop, but they want an easy way to get in. So yeah. Um hey, and good to see Rogue New Type in the house, Neon Wave. So cool that uh, more of the peeps are are joining us. Well, um yeah, real quick, it I looks want like there there's a lot of people that have that shark kit. Maybe we should uh, organize a second community build. With that? Oh yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> sh show that off. Yeah, cuz I haven't built that one. Actually, I think my son did when he was I think trying to impress dad and pretend he liked Gundam, but I don't think he cares. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, this week, um, with me as well, um, a bunch of things came in and I even had a, a video up, um, of the Char action figure, which I think is awesome. I love that stuff, but a bunch of, uh, pre-orders came in that, uh, I've been waiting for forever and, and I'll show them off real quick. Um, this is that, um, Saikamu Zaku, um, that P Bandai, I just have it with all the effect parts on it. I mean, uh, this thing looks sick. I love it. Uh, I'll be doing a review on that um, as well. It's got so many effect parts. It's amazing. I know. That's like it, the cost alone covered that for me. I just love those <laughs> little uh, thrusters, um, which is also on this, the ground Gundam, but the desert type, which is really cool. And then last but certainly not least, my favorite thing here is the uh, Hazel, the Metal Robot Spirits Hazel. Yeah, uh, that is the thing of beauty. And I then and show off the stand for oh, those yeah. of you watching. The stand alone on this hazel is just it, it looks like a piece of plate glass with the uh, with the model number kind of engraved on it. It's pretty sweet. And it seems like metal robot spirits come with this. Um, that's what it seems to be, because um, uh, I, I think it would be cool if they came with most robot spirits. But it seems just to be the metal robot spirits. And like, for instance, the non-metal robot spirits came with you know kind of that standard stand that you see um that or yeah, that you can little action base yeah um but also um i'm finishing up my mark ii i'm almost done with that 
Um, and then I'm yeah, so I have a lot of video content to to come in. Oh yeah, because what I wanted to bring up was I just got this you know Ro Metal Robot Spirits Hazel, but I finished the Gumpla of the high grade of the of the Hazel, and I did all the details to make it as accurate as possible. But when I looked at them both closely. They have very different details, so I think when I do my video review, I'm going to compare them because it's actually pretty interesting. Um, a little yeah, because I, I loved your comparison of the two Zegox, the Char Zegox. Oh, yeah. the, I mean, the, there were so many, especially in the joints comparison. Yeah. So that's yeah, I found that interesting too. Uh, comparing those those things because it's like it, some people want something that is accurate to the anime, but then I feel like with the Robot Spirits line, they they try to just produce something, the non-ver anime. Um, or with the high grade, they try to produce something that just is a interpretation, uh, I guess, uh, that's not being drawn as a, a cartoon, but being made in a plastic form. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. yeah, speaking of comparisons, uh, actually, I don't think that was a good uh, segue. Um, but I have my videos that I did this past week. I did the Sharzak. You want to actually compare it with a Star Wars? I mean, the Shar uh, action figure. I compare it with a Star Wars action figure. I compare it with a Xenomorph in that scale. Um, and then the Southern Cross explained because that's that new group of Zakus that's in Cuckoo's Doan's Island, and I just thought they were sick. So um, there's a video of that. They're so there. awesome. What's that? And and your your video breakdown of them was amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, anyone who hasn't seen that video yet, please go back and watch it for the reaction faces alone. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And, and it was weird because when I was originally watching it, uh, that's how I felt. And that was the first thing that came to mind is the Vince McMahon reactions. Because as uh, when they introduce the Southern Cross in Cuckoo's Zones Island, it's like it's just like that. It just levels up in the action scenes and. Yeah, so I mean well those done. guys really kick in the door when they when they come on the scene. Yep. So that was really cool. Yeah. Well, um, let's uh, go to. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I was gonna read this. This is from Patreon. This is from Goose. Is there a story you want to tell in any of the Gundam timelines? If so, um, oh hold on, I um, which timeline would it be? And theme or premise of the story. So, Stephen, you have anything yet, or should I go first? Uh, why, why don't you shoot first on this one? Okay. So, my idea is something I've actually been thinking about because it's if uh, you know I was to write a fanfic. The idea would be it, it takes place during the One Year War, which I know is not original. So, you see timeline One Year War. Yeah, yeah. It would take place like on the outer reaches of the earth sphere like beyond axis and then i i do know that there were you know um some vessels that headed out toward mars and jupiter for resources anyway and i know some of that is slightly explored in gundam but not too much but i would love it to where it's a section of the earth sphere where the mobile suit is still like an early thing even though the one-year war has been progressing and there's a lot of people in fighters and so it has more of that jet fighter feel both on the Xeon side and the uh, Federation side, and I would like it how how it progresses is mobile suits are slowly starting to be introduced, and then that's kind of changing things up, and and they almost it's almost like uh, Thunderbolt in a way where they're like the horror movie aspect where the mobile suits just come out of nowhere and just destroy the core fighters, um, yeah. and then I would like it to lead to like in the middle of all these crazy space battles, it would be like a Revenge of the Sith style like ship battle thing going on. Uh, I, I don't know why I envision this, but a giant Gundam head 
that comes out of a carrier ship that just arrived from a a, um, a testing facility, and the Gundam head comes out and it shoots all these Saikamu uh, thin funnels everywhere. So it's like an interpretation <laughs> of taking the Gundam, the Saikamu system, but they've like just built like a giant head that rises out of this ship and then shoots all. Anyway, I feel like there would be some cool stuff, kind of taking the the stuff that happens in Gundam with the mobile suits and the fighters, but focusing on it differently. Yeah, I mean, it sounds kind of like a fever dream. I, <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> the, the way you describe it is is very passionate and very, uh, I mean, I, I can I can visualize in my head what you're talking about, you know, just the chaos of, of, of battle enveloping everything. And, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess if I had to come up with a similar, you know, story to tell in in the universal well the, I, of course i'm going to go universal century as well because i'm another grognard but <laughs> wait what wait a that, what uh, <laughs> oh a grognard i don't think i've ever heard that what is that it, it's a it's an old like D term for like uh old guy that like used to play the early editions oh. that kind of thing oh that's pretty like, good you know <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah sorry but i, I gotta know my audience when i tell these stories <laughs> yep. um <laughs> so I think that, you know, obviously I'm going to be looking at, at a Universal Century story, and I think that it's probably going to fall sometime after the one-year war. Um, not too far. I'm talking, you know, probably 0082, 0083, mm. something like that. And um, I want to kind of change the tone a little bit because we get a lot of the, you know, 8th MS team and Thunderbolt kind of had that very grounded, more realistic military melodrama to them compared to the space opera Star wars feel that you get from the original Gundam series. Yeah. I kind of want to take it in almost a horror direction mm. where maybe you have a team of, uh, you know, small mobile suit team that's sent to investigate something. You know, maybe there was a Xeon ace that was, you know, a, somebody like Gato, you know, Nightmare of Solomon type uh you know, the kind of a larger than life character and almost diving into that situation where, and this is kind of inspired by, there was a, there was an old Marvel comics mini series about the Submariner who is generally, you know, a hero, mm -hmm. but there was a, a, a mini series about like some sailors during world war two that went out into the middle of the ocean trying to find Submariner. And it turned out to be this like deep sea monster that's the kind of vibe I'm going for, where you have a small mobile suit team that's going into unknown space, maybe some debris from an asteroid looking for, you know, an old Xeon ace that there's these horror stories of how how dangerous he was and maybe they meet their end. I don't know. We'll see. I like that. I, I do like that. Um You know, even though I never really ask for stuff like that to have like genre kind of exploration within Gundam you see would be pretty interesting because they, they tend to stick to a specific theme. And I guess that makes sense because then that's where the AU comes in, where it kind of changes up. But I, I think it's a good idea for them to do that with UC kind of, you know, and, and sometimes they do that. I would say like even with MS Igloo, where they introduce that lady of death almost changes the tone in a way where it's like, what? Well, that was my reaction anyway, but <laughs> um, hey, yeah, I dig it. Oh, no, I was just going to say Brian Zanicelli. Good to see you. Um, let's see who else jumped in. I think I saw someone else. Um, oh, Lucas. 
Oh, well, I uh, scrolling on this, uh, I am not good at that. I got to get better at that. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, okay, so we got that stuff. Yeah, that, good question. Thanks, Goose. Um, what I wanted to jump into now was <clears throat> the update with GBO2. It's got the um, the Sinanju, which was shocking to me. I I mean, I guess it shouldn't be shocking because we got the new Gundam and the Sazabi, but to also get the Sinanju is pretty sick. Um, and then uh, I should have actually had that picture. Actually, is the picture on here? No, that was in someone's YouTube video. I saw the a picture of like the step-up process that you're guaranteed the Sinanju at 7 and you get full frontals mask at like uh, 10 or something. Yeah, I think it's 10 or 11. And I think Rogue New Type did the math in the Discord, and I think it was something like you have to spend over $200 just to get that. Um, which, it's something like 280 oh, tokens, oh, right? Okay, which which is crazy because that's the thing. When you go buy the tokens, I think they come in like 60 perhaps, or I think it's right under that to make you buy more. But then there's uh, the fact that each roll costs 30 tokens, or step, or whatever, and then they have a couple that are half off, so they're only 15. But if you think about it, I mean, it's a free-to-play game, yeah, but it almost seems like a suit is a cost of a game. You know what I mean? Like, every time a suit comes out, you almost have to spend as much as it costs to buy a game to get the suit. Yeah, sometimes a lot more. (laughs) And there are people that uh, are cool with that, then that's actually pretty cool. I I just couldn't do it. I I think I would lose, uh, I would spend all my money too fast. Oh, my wife would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, and I guess they have some other cool stuff, too. A random pilot item as a bonus. Um, nor A Neo Zeon 15 normal suit. Because there's a bunch of different suits that you can wear as a pilot in yeah. GBO2. Um, Interesting that they didn't release the Unicorn and the Sinanju at the same time the way that they did with the new Gundam and the Zazabi, right? Yeah, and also you said Sazabi, which is probably the correct pronunciation. I was saying Sazabi. Sazabi. I was going to say Sazabi is how they say it in the uh, in the movie, in the English translation anyway, but, you know, oh. let's... No, I, I love that <laughs> stuff. I always like to... Let's not go to that, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I always love... I don't know what it is about pronunciations, but anyway, yeah, the unicorn. That would be sick to have it's just that aesthetic is very interesting anyway in Gundam like it's a very unique looking mobile suit um it is and the thing would would that be the one to break 750 on the on the cost it's literally what I was gonna bring up because I even think 700 is low for this uh the unicorn would yeah would have to be more so maybe that is why they didn't introduce them both and then maybe they'll introduce like the banshee Along with it, and that might be up there. I don't know. That's That'd be pretty cool. It, it is a strange thematic jump, right? Because last week we got the Hyzak cannon, and <laughs> yeah. this week we get the Sananju. That's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is kind of weird. I do like they go back and forth because I did not... It made me not expect this. Um, yeah, you'll get whiplash yeah. <laughs> watching these announcements. Yeah. Um, oh, in the chat, Ultronimus, good to see you... Um, yeah that does pay for the free-to-play game yeah so autonomous is right like you still get a lot of stuff in this game for free that's even though these things cost a lot you still get free things neon wave this is exactly why i stopped playing gbo2 loot boxes and microtransactions if they just sold each suit individually without loot boxes i wouldn't uh i wouldn't have left oh i like my money too much 
and that's another thing. I wonder if they just sold the suit for, and I'm just thinking in terms of Fortnite, you know, yep. like $10, $15, I don't know, for a skin. I mean, I mean really, I probably like wouldn't. Some of those newer Resident Evil games, uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, the remakes, yeah. you can buy s- the skins for like five bucks. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, you can unlock them by playing the game, oh, you know, and, nice. and, and achieving certain things. But if you just want to pay for them, then you could just pay for them. And I think that there's a little bit of that going on here because obviously you could theoretically Play. pull a Sinanju. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, I think that the price tag associated with it is a little too high. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if it's just the – and we, we there's actually an episode of your podcast where we talk about this in more detail. Yeah, we go in depth on gotcha. Yeah, and I just think it's where different cultures are like in between how to monetize the player base. And yeah, who knows what they end up doing. And actually a good way to look at it is what we start seeing with like Evolution Battle Alliance. But uh speaking of Battle Alliance, so there's a couple things that I found um because I follow uh like uh, on Twitter. So lately they've been showing a lot of awesome action from Battle Alliance, which I like. It's like the combo-based fighting. You know, I like games that have a, like in-depth mechanics, real-time mechanics. Not only have they talked about um, juggling combos like we're seeing here, but they also have countering. There's another video where someone is the Zeta Gundam, and they're showing how as enemies are attacking, the Zeta Gundam is able to like block and counter. So the fact that very cool. yeah they're, that they're adding all these layers of gameplay really makes me more excited about this game. Me too. There's a uh, there's a channel that I follow over on Odyssey called the Shirt Lad, and he did a video recently where he breaks down some of the older Gundam versus games, and he talks about them in a way that I'm not used to hearing because he describes them as 3D fighting games. Yeah. And, you know, in a, in a strange way, you know, I've always thought of them as like arcade shooters, but, oh. you know, they, there is like there's combo mechanics going on and there's there's a lot more depth to the Gundam versus line than I think I ever gave it credit for. So I think that that's a, a unique take. And I think that Battle Alliance is going a similar way. Yeah, um, but I do think because of stuff like Virtual On. Yeah, and I guess it depends because you got into the versus games since um, the PS2 era. Maybe even PS1? Yeah. Or a PS2 with the... PS2 was the first one I remember, but okay. I could be wrong on that. For me, the first time was Versus on PS4. But since I was... I've always loved things like Power Stone, uh, Virtual On. Like, my thought going in was, oh, these are fighting games. And so, for me, it's a little intimidating. Because with fighting games, it's all about learning the movesets, understanding your character's movesets. And, on the other end, understanding your enemy and your enemy's movesets which yeah. um, is a really cool challenge, uh, <laughs> to be sure. Um, so there were some other things. Someone detailed some other information about Battle Alliance. Um, so, for instance, there's a limitation for how long you can guard attacks. I like that because that adds just more depth that you got to think about as you're playing. Um, let's see. Yeah, they're talking about perfectly time your guard against incoming attacks for special attack animations. Um, you can stun... Uh, get a bonus. Oh, there's weak uh, weak spots you can aim for. And they're saying back attacks. So maybe it's just that. And then the mobile suits yeah. are divided into three categories. There's 
in fighters, so high HP, high melee, low range, all rounders, and then the shooters. Okay, I think we we knew about that one already, but that's just still cool. Raid bosses. Um, let's see. First option of bosses. Oh, that's just some other information. And then here's something else. Uh, it's reverse platform only. So you can only play with others that are PS4, PS5, or Xbox and PC, or just Switch. So, and the Switch has local offline exclusively, which, I mean, I I only really play local games if, like, my kids are interested. Um, I'm hoping that I can convince my wife to, to play this one with me. So. But what, what <laughs> platform would you get it on? Switch? I would probably pull the trigger on the Switch just because, you know, beyond Breath of the Wild, I don't have a ton of Switch games that I'm crazy about. And so having a Gundam game would make me get my money's worth out of it, I think. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess I haven't really played my Switch too much uh, outside Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've dabbled in some of the games. Like, you know, the platformers are fun. Um, sure. Are you uh, going to go for it on the PS5? PC. Oh, PC. Yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah, I think... I'm, I'm interested to see how it'll play on PC. Yeah, and I'm hoping good. I mean, you know, just... I think PC, it's easy for me to make content for it. And, you know, I recently upgraded my PC, so I really need to make use of it and not just play retro games um, all the time. <laughs> but, um, okay, that's cool. You're just running Doom on this. Yeah, I know. Uh... It's like, oh, I got my new... 3090, I don't have a 3090, but oh, let's play Doom. I mean, that's... <laughs> um, let me jump into the chat real quick. Um, a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, I mean, I love it when you guys Yeah, I see a lot of chat. people sharing some of their ideas for for various Gundam stories. Oh, okay. Some post-Gaia gear. I heard mm -hmm. Salem mention um, basing uh, a story on like something like Firefly, which was great. Great show. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That it wouldn't be, that be like a group of pirates, and then I guess they get, um, they go from, yeah, like it would almost be like a Garuda or some other ship that these people have, and it could be just X Federation, X Zeon, just all on the ship, and their main thing is they're just looting during the one year war. Like they're trying not to play any side, they're just taking advantage. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Lucas Garrett, my Gundam story would bring in... Oh, yeah, that was when we were talking about the post-Gaia gear mobile suit tech, uh, rediscovering cycle frame tech and create space-time effect. The protagonist then uses his Gundam to go to the one-year war era. Oh, that... So some time... You've created a time paradox. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> pretty cool. And then... No, that's all. Awesome. Ryu Ganokami, good to see you. Thank you for your delivery. I am looking forward to the SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I used to be bad at crossovers when I was young, but now I'm used to it. Well, very cool. Very cool, yeah. Curious to see your your take on it when it comes out. Um, oh, you know what? Robert is asking if the call-in is available, and um, it actually can be. Let me uh, jump into that. And then, um, Stephen, if you happen to jump in, I will mute you, and then we can test that out. So, yeah, guys, I just put that up. Sounds good. Let's see. Um, anything else? Um Oh, Ultronimus, got to make the Switch worth it, LOL. <laughs> and I feel bad because the Switch actually has a bunch of amazing games, but I feel like other than Breath of the Wild, it's not like they're as revolutionary as Nintendo usually is with their games. Um, I think this is them making up for the Wii U lost time and just building their audience back up again. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, they're yeah. just re-releasing a lot of Wii U stuff. I mean, 
even on Switch, one of their top selling games is Mario Kart 8, which was a Wii U title. So, you know, that's very interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, Brian Zan and Chelsea. Gundam Extreme is uh, releasing the RX 93 FF new Gundam. Yeah, I saw that uh, in the Discord Ian posted. So, yeah, that like new Gundam that's built life size, um, that's actually going to be in the Gundam Extreme game. Um, okay, yeah, you know what? Let me um, do something here real quick. I'm going to um, mute you, Stephen, because I'm going to pull in. Uh, first, I'll pull in Robert uh, since he brought it up. Let's hope this works. Um, well. Yeah, we'll see how it uh, see how it plays out. Hopefully, it works a little better than our previous attempts. Uh, there we go. Uh, that was a little weird. Uh, some technical issue. Uh, Robert, can you, uh, hear us? Ah. Uh, well, Robert, we will try this again later. Goose, I'm going to bring you in. Hey, Goose, you there? And I can, uh... I'm unmuted. Ah, uh, there you are. What's up, man? There we go. How much you guys up to? Ah, nothing. Just talking Gundam on this uh, glorious Thursday evening. What's going on? Nice. Uh, trying to listen to this as best I can while I'm at work. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> just wanted to ask you guys, um, how do you guys feel about the new um, ST uh, mobile game coming out? Oh, the Battle Alliance? No, no, no. no. Oh, Battle no, Alliance the, uh, is the one on Switch. It's the SD... The Eternal. The G-Generation. Eternal, thank you. Eternal, yeah. Oh, the mobile game? Yeah. Yeah. So you and I had expressed opinions on this before, and I think you put it best, right, is that it's it always struck you as more of a mobile game anyway, right? Yeah, because <clears throat> that's something like when I play it on, uh, you know, those games. The Now, these are like the strategy games. When I'm playing it on my PlayStation, it, it is – I used to play these games a lot on old-school systems, but it's like nowadays – that's very much a portable thing to do because it's a quick jump in, make some choices, be, you know, uh, have your focus brought to something else. You can come back and not really miss up, mess up where you're at. Um, I guess, yeah, uh, Goose, with you uh, traveling sometimes for work, I guess, is that a game that you'd be playing a lot then? Uh, yeah, I've actually got the uh, SD uh, degeneration. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's right. cross and all that. I've got it on mobile. Um, I actually um, just uh, uh, pre-ordered the other one through um, a Japan website to see if I can get it in a little bit earlier, um, which I don't think it's going to be that much more timely. Mm. But um, I'm going to see what happens. And uh, yeah. But I was going to say, I totally forgot, you actually have a mobile copy. Yeah, that's right. You got you got it for me. The um, uh, Yeah, the Vita version of Genesis. You need to get a get one of those pre-owned Vitas and pop it in and uh, you know what? Take that around with you. You are you are completely right. I've been even before you got that copy for me. I, I'm looking at used prices of Vitas, and I've always I used to have a Vita. I have a whole library on there of amazing games. A Vita's amazing. <clears throat> um, I I could see myself getting one again because it, it was a nice portable thing that you could play easily. It's just a sturdy handheld for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. what I actually did end up buying, and you'll appreciate this, Stephen, is a PS3. Because I've been hunting for yep. one that's at the right price, and I did find one. Most of them are in bad condition that I see online. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> even the one, I, I was I was going to send you one yeah. because I was like, there's so many 
quality PS3 Gundam games that you need to create content for on the channel. And the PS3 that I had, the power supply went bad on it. So I bought a power supply on eBay, swapped it out, and it still will not power on. So, Yeah, and, and when I look at these listings, either they're boxed and they're $200 or they're under, under 100 but look a little... So I just carefully read the descriptions, found one at a good price. Uh, uh, Goose, have you played any uh, PS3 Gundam games? I still have my original PS3, and I still have my original... Gundam game that came with it day one. Oh dang! Oh, Gundam uh, Crossfire, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, I still have it. Wow! I was actually playing it about a month ago while you were uh, streaming. I think I uh, was uh, giving you a hard time and told you in the stream that I was playing it. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, cool. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to to play those games. But anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to see how you felt about Sweet. the uh, Eternals game yeah. coming out the mobile and. If you had any, uh, are you worried about it being um, pretty much a gotcha game? No, because just like with GBO2, they do enough where it keeps my attention. You know, I think that's what it is. They, It's weird because they don't implement it into the gameplay as much. It's just that you have less to use, really. Because I know the mobile version, whatever Gundam game they got on mobile for the States right now, is like constantly like... To be any good at it, you have to constantly donate or pay money into it. Uh, yeah, I, and I don't want to do that for an SD game. I'd rather just buy the whole game out. Yeah, that's true. I would rather just buy the whole game. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in. Uh, do that hey, anytime. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll talk later. Cheers. Okay. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try again with Robert. Um, you know what? I got to say, I don't like the Discord app as much as the browser. Okay. Hey, no, Robert, you sure. there? Ah, I feel bad. And it's so weird because I could hear him on the uh, on the call-in waiting room, but for some reason in the call-in podcast, okay. not coming I through. just double-checked. Yeah, he's unmuted and everything. Hmm. Well, Robert, we'll try to try that again. Sorry about that. Um, and I see Neon Wave hey, we'll is in there. I'm going to grab him. Hey, what's up, Neon Wave? Howdy. Oh, you know what? Let me, uh, I can turn up your volume now that I'm using the desktop version. So there we go. Uh, give me a sec. Uh, can you hear me? Is my volume getting louder? Um, I, uh, it is a little low. I did kind of turn it up in the server uh, a bit. But is, it get, but is it getting louder now uh, or no? Uh, not really, but but I think yeah. I can hear you enough. What's up? Uh, Okay, well, actually, I wanted to talk about uh, two other Gundam games that are coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first one is Gundam Evolution, which pretty much everyone and their mother has heard about so yeah. far. Yeah, they just uh, recently released the beta on uh, for consoles yeah. for people to try out. And, uh, well, that's all I got on that. Did you happen to play it? That. No, because I played it on PC oh. uh, when the PC uh, version uh, was out. Same here, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, yeah and, I played, and I played with a friend, uh, with a friend, and it actually caused his uh, stream to crash. Oh, with the game itself, or the game, no, the his streaming. Uh, I think it was o it was OBS or something. Oh, it caused that to crash. Oh, interesting. Because the game was powerful. Wow. But uh, also, there is another uh, game that's coming out uh, for Gundam, and it's a mobile game. Uter Hunt. Oh, what is it called? Oh. Uh, yeah, isn't it an IBO-based uh, game? The IBO one, yeah. Yeah, do you have any information on that? Because I haven't heard much. 
Okay, so the only information so far, uh, aside from the story, which was basically talked about uh, a while ago, they had a new trailer that came out, I think, a month or two ago, where it actually shows more characters and more uh, more suits. But also there was the uh, the Gunpla that came out recently for the uh, the game itself, which was the uh, new Schwabel Grace Custom and the uh, Gundam uh, Asmodee, which is actually a typo. It's supposed to be called Asmodeus. Oh, Oh yeah, because I mean that 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 falls in line with the you know traditional like demonic naming conventions of the IBO Gundams, right? Yeah, the seventy-two demons from the uh, Ars Gyotia. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh. Uh, me and my Latin. Anyway, uh, yeah. So far, yeah. So aside from that, uh, if you actually go on the Gundam uh, wiki, there is actually mention of new mobile armors as well. At least two of them. Oh, in this IBO game? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, I haven't watched all of IBO, but they do mobile armors in that? Uh, there was one mobile armor in the anime. Okay. And, yeah, because the whole lore is that the Gundams were created in order to combat these unmanned mobile armors that were basically wiping out humanity. Oh. Uh, yeah, I forgot what the, uh, the, the percentage was of how much of uh, humanity was wiped out by the mobile armors because they were just that powerful. I mean, if you saw in the anime... One of them just literally wiped out an entire farming village within, like, less than a minute. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. Spoilers for those who haven't seen IBO yet. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and so all the Gundams, uh, so it was literally, like, demons versus angels because all the mobile armors are named after angels. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that would be cool when and I get the, around to that. Yeah, and all the Valkyrie frames that are... There's actually one going to be uh, that's actually coming up in uh, Uter Hunt as well. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen that word too, and I <laughs> I got it though when you said it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, there's a new Valkyrie uh, fr frame also coming out, which is uh, also getting its own kit. And uh, each of the Valkyries are named after the nine Valkyries from uh, I forgot the name of the composer from the the Ride of the Valkyries oh, uh, yeah. opera. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, and... Yeah, as for the demons, we already know uh, what they're named after. Oh, okay. Well, the Gundams, that is. The Gundams are named after the demons. But yeah, so... So far, it actually seems like what the plot is for uh, Uter Hunt is that... A kid, he wants to make Venus, or at least the, the colony that he lives on, to be a tourist attraction. And he was inspired by the efforts of Tekadon, so this takes place between uh, Seasons 1 and Season 2. And, uh, but what ends up happening is that he and, uh, and judging by the trailer, several other people, they get their hands on something that leads them on this giant treasure hunt. And so you got, uh, him, you got some people from a certain company that are going after it. And every single one of these people is accompanied by a mysterious girl who seems to, like, guide them to, towards the treasure. <laughs> so now it's like this all-out battle between, uh, these different factions. Okay, well, that's a pretty a unique story. Yeah, because I, I started watching some of IBO, but because I'm watching other stuff, I haven't really gone through it, so. Okay, well, sorry for the spoilers. No, no in fact, I've already pretty much been spoiled about all AU Gundam <laughs> by now with all the stuff I look up. It's just now a matter of watching it and enjoying it, really. Um, okay, well, cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and the thing is, though, yeah. when it comes to the uh, mobile armors that are in the game, one of them, I think, think looks like a crab or something i forgot the name of it. it but it's got a gigantic cannon i think all the mobile armors do and one of its drones actually looks like a hornet oh 
Well, that's pretty cool. I'll have to look up those designs. Yeah, you could you could see it on the uh, the Gundam wiki for Uder Hunt. Okay. And it will show you like some of the images if you scroll down or click on uh, the links towards uh, the pages for each of the uh, the units that are be they're going to be in the game. Okay. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, you have to check that out. Yeah, and it said that the game. Yeah, and it says the game's supposed to come out this year, but I don't know how accurate that is. Well, and did you hear that it would be yeah. North America at all? Uh, no, but I would be surprised if it did come to North America, because mm. IPO is very popular here. I mean, if they're bringing the uh, two Gundam games yeah. uh, to North America, and they also brought the uh, Gundam Breaker game, which is another mobile game with that's gotcha based and is horrible as all hell. <laughs> yeah, they just haven't b- brought over UC Engage. I wish no, I would be playing no, that. Uh, I don't yeah. know what I, I don't know much about UC Engage. All I know is that there are some original stories in it, and that's it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've played it. I mean, I, you can actually play it if you. Uh, I know on Android for sure, but it's just there's so much Japanese text. I can't really enjoy the game because I can't really do the dailies or gotcha stuff or when it says go here and do that. You know, you know how it is. I guess I could translate it, but I'd take a lot of time. Yeah. Well, learn Japanese it's not easy <laughs> you know what I don't know if I've talked about this but I took a year of Japanese in high school um it was like I you know because I played I was playing a lot of video games I was importing games all the time and I was like I'll just take Japanese and then they ended up not having the the second year or something there was like not enough interest uh, well that's uh that's unfortunate <laughs> yeah. all right man well thanks for calling in yeah no problem all right see you uh, cheers all right well cool um yeah, guys, thanks for calling in. Um, well, that was some cool video game talk because, yeah, uh, I totally forgot about that IBO mo- mobile game that's supposed to come out. I kept hearing about it. I think it was even supposed to come out by now, like in March originally, I remember hearing. And then I, it kind of just dropped off. But Yeah, a lot of games have been getting pushed back, I've noticed. Yeah, so. which, which oh, that reminds me, even though this is not Super Gundam related, I, I heard this thing about uh, Sony wanting to delay God of War 2. Because uh, Elden Ring will take Game of the Year, and they want to be able to get that. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, but uh, but yeah, that's... Because I think they might have saw how uh, it affected Horizon sales, potentially. Because um, Horizon dropped, like, right when Elden Ring did. Yeah. I mean, that's the rumor about Breath of the Wild, too. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is... They said that they pushed it back a year. They were like, oh, man, Elden Ring is insanely good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, some... If only a Gundam game that was that earth-shattering would come out. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a 40-year-old franchise that they cannot put out a video game that isn't like a gotcha or, you know, just a reskin of Overwatch or something like that, right. you know? Um, it, it it breaks my heart. Yeah, because wouldn't it seem like Bandai would try to come out with a game that's like an event? Like when there's a Zelda coming out, when there's a Souls Light coming out, um, even when there's a Call of Duty coming out, that has a lot of fanfare and Battlefield, all those types of games. And and a lot of times games can be popular despite the IP they're from. So. It would be, you know, like GoldenEye, for instance, that kind of spawned out into oh, what yeah. we see with FPSs today. So it would be neat if they kind of sat down and say, how could we make a good game instead of like a Gundam themed game? How can we make a good game? And then it's just Gundam, you know, and yeah, and that reminds absolutely. me that you see Engage. Did you ever tr- play it where you can like put it on your phone and try it anyway? 
even though it's in Japan? I haven't. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the what I have, I've seen all the cutscenes that have come out from you know yeah. just browsing the internet, checking out what people have uploaded, and the animation is absolutely stunning. And it's it again, it's one of those heartbreaking moments where I'm like, they put this much you know, effort into a mobile game that they're not even releasing worldwide. I know. And I've played it. I've played it quite a bit. It's just, I, I didn't feel a sense of progression of like what I was working toward. What it seemed like I was working toward is you can beat missions in order of like the UC timeline. And it has like the animation of Amaro and, and everything. And it's, the graphics are great too, even though I couldn't wrap my head around what I was doing gameplay wise, because it seemed like you can just auto, but even then, just the graphics are really good. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, one more thing, and then we're going to get to the main topic. Um, I found this on Reddit. So, you know, over in uh, in Japan, this is just how awesome or popular Gundam is. It's funny because I sent my family, like, a picture of the Gundam hamburger thing because my, uh, people in my family don't know Gundam. They don't care. Like, yeah. I... So when I do this YouTube channel, they're probably like, what is he doing? So I'll show them, well, look, in Japan, Gundam is popular. <laughs> and, and, I mean, yeah, we, we've got, uh, what is it? Is it Hardee's that's doing deals with um, Jurassic World? Oh, no. yeah, I, I don't know. There's no Hardee's around here, um, actually. Oh, I think yeah, they yeah. did, which I approve of anyway. It's Sonic at McDonald's. Um, I'm a big Sonic fan. In fact, I still have some of my Sonic McDonald's stuff from the 90s. Even early 2000s, they came out with, like, little game, uh, handheld game things. But anyway, this is... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, you did? yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just Char at uh, McDonald's. I thought this was pretty funny. Um, this is, like, top-tier culture, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I was very upset that my tweet, blame this on the McFortune of your birth, didn't oh, get yeah. more likes. <laughs> I was like, this is this is Gundam gold, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love I love this type of thing. And that's what would be so cool about being in Japan. It's just, you know, although, you know, it's funny. I was watching, I don't know if you, on HBO Max they have that uh, Tokyo Vice. Have you watched that? No, I haven't, but people Amazing. have told me that I would enjoy Best it. Best show I've seen in a long time. I was always looking out for, like, Gundam things somewhere because it's, it's, a, it's a period piece in a way. It takes place in the late 90s, but there was nothing. I didn't see anything Gundam. And sometimes when I watch uh, on YouTube, there'll be people just walking through Japan, like live streaming at night. And I'll like watch and I'll uh, see if I can find something Gundam. I wonder if that's like almost racist of me to assume I must be seeing Gundam anytime I see something Japanese related. <laughs> maybe that, maybe oh, that's man. a personal Well, problem. I mean, I'm sure that Japanese people walking through the United States assume that we all wear Cowboy McDonald's hats. merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next topic, and the, the final one actually for the stream I wanted to get to real quick. Oh, actually, before I do that, just real quick. Uh, Neon Wave, with Char in the advertisement, you'd think he'd get a few free burgers. Ah, that's good. Um, that would be a good subtitle <laughs> on that, yeah. Oh, and Jedi Sailor saw Tokyo Vice. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen that, you should see that. I just liked it for the story, but it, 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 it has a Westerner that's like in the Japanese culture, so you're seeing a lot of that. Um Cool. Oh, uh, Sailor's asking me to post that pic on the Discord. I will do that. Um, okay. So I just searched image search new types just so there's something to look at. But new type powers. Um, actually, what I want to do real quick is I asked some people on YouTube 
Can you name or describe different new type powers? So John Candib is sensing a powerful aura that feels familiar, which yes, that's one. So the psychoframe resonance, this is from a gamer, just a gamer. The technology of the psychoframe can only be used by a new type for a reason. Uh, the sleeping Dutchman. Ooh, this is good. Premonitions being able to sense and control electronics through a self-generated sort of Wi-Fi that's usually enhanced by technology in the cockpit of some mobile suits. Telepathy, telepathic connections that seem to be that seem to make the new type be able to resonate and essentially experience a shared alternate reality that's uh, like a dream state. An ability to accumulate the power of souls as a sort of extreme power source that can even move asteroids entering the atmosphere. When enough consciousnesses or conscious nigh no, uh, are f focused <laughs> on the same thing, extreme empathy that's borderline debilitating. So, for one, sleeping Dutchman sounds very specific. I feel like there there must be some example of that happening in lore. I, don't <laughs> I was know. about to say that he like perfectly described what people are questioning happening in Shar's counterattack. Um, and then uh, Cheem's pretty sure uh, there was tele uh, telepathy at some point, and then. Uh, S3D with Saikamu. So, powers. I think a lot of the ones we are expecting were mentioned. There's the telepathy. Sensing something. You know, it's... um, uh, You know, something you see a lot that new types will say is they feel a pressure. um, Like, in their head. So, it's kind of like you're picking up on it. And especially when new types are together, they seem to be able to pick up on each other. Um, and then something else too that I don't know. It, you don't need a Saikamu for. I think with the original Gundam, this uh, that's the case is where it, a new type pilot can just control a mobile suit better. It seems than an old type. Anything else, yeah. Stephen? I think that well, it's one of those things where you know you kind of see that little overlap between Star Wars oh, and yeah. uh, Gundam in that regard, right? You know, you talk about the reason that Anakin's reflexes are so quick behind the pod racer is mm. because he is perceiving time differently than the other racers. In a similar way, the reason that the Gundam was unable to keep up with Amaro's reflexes and they had to keep upgrading it was because he started perceiving time in a way that the machine couldn't keep up with his reaction time. So there's a bit of that you know, force sensitivity going on yeah. uh, with new types. Yeah, um, and it is pretty cool because a lot of times it seems to be situation-based, and I think that makes sense because at this point in the UC timeline, we're experiencing people that don't know what new types are, don't know if they're a new type, and it's almost in line with, you know, even right now in modern society, sometimes we don't know how to handle or deal with emotions some people might act a certain way because of an emotion, and I think that's kind of what the the new type power is showing off. Um, you know, a lot of times, if new types are around each other, they are more attracted to each other. I guess not that they're more attracted, but there's an attraction of new types that seem to pull them together. Yeah, and then a, a magnetic force. Yeah, and and even if there's a situation where someone's focusing really hard on having to achieve something, that could be like the ending of Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam, where then like everyone just kind of, even if you're dead or alive, it's almost like everyone kind of connects to give more will. A lessons of consciousness, if you will. Yeah, yeah just like the Sleeping and, Dutchman said. You know, kind of like, um, and, and going back into sort of the context of 1979 when this series came out, right? 
you know, wireless communication was something that we were just really starting to get out, right? You know, we, we didn't have things like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. It, you know, the, the best example that we had of radio waves was just straight up radio waves. Like we could send waves over the air and that was the best we had. And then when you introduce this disrupting force, such as Minovsky particles, yeah. that makes radio waves ineffective, all of a sudden, the idea of communicating without any sort of touch or any sort of sight almost feels and sounds supernatural to the ear. Yeah. Um, it sounds like 5G. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's a good point. The whole thing about it sounding supernatural when there's sometimes a basis in it, especially in life, if especially if you're really, really focused on something, sometimes you can will things to happen. Um it, it, you know, not one to one like a like a Star Wars character or a Force user, but but manifestation. Yeah. I, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, no, exactly. Especially if you're like really into something like me, like really being into this Gundam thing, and then wanting to make a channel connect with people. Like this has been so much fun. Uh, I think I willed this into existence. <laughs> I would say so. I I, I think that um, somebody once told me um, that one of the reasons that they believe in ghosts is because of the law of conservation of energy, right? Mm. And there's like that whole thing about like seven pounds, right? What's the seven pounds of weight that human beings lose when they die? They, you know, suspect that that's the soul leaving the body. So if if energy and matter can cannot be created or destroyed according to the laws of physics, then that goes to say that, you know, the energy that makes up the human body, the human consciousness, the human will for that matter, cannot be created or destroyed, but only transformed. Yeah. And so when you think about that in terms of Gundam, you think about what it means to be a new type. You know, a lot of the people that a lot of the people that contributed to pushing back access from the Earth and a lot of the people that contributed to Camille's, you know, coup de gras on Paptima Shiraco, they weren't new types in and of themselves, yeah. but just their presence. Like Kotz, for instance, was not a new type. But still, from beyond the grave, Kotz's presence could still be felt by new types. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of interesting, too, because, um, it, I, and I, again, because people like to, these ideas sometimes seem very far-fetched, but if you were to research people's near-death experiences, there are so, 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 so many cases of someone that is talking to someone that just died or dies very shortly. Like without them, like like a family member or someone they were close to, like is talking to them, and that could be a coincidence. But it's a pretty crazy coincidence and an interesting one to make that fact in Gundam be plausible. Where in these instances you were seeing like the ghosts or the spirits or what have you, you know, during a moment of crisis and focus, like kind of manifest. It's yeah, in, times of high stress manifest that side that side of you. Yeah, in. It's funny because um, I'm usually someone that doesn't like that type of fantasy stuff, but I just I think Gundam handled it really well because it because they didn't like tell you what was happening. It would be oh how did that character do that? And that's almost that feeling sometimes of someone talking about you or someone watching you and you're you know, but that doesn't exist. So I don't know. I'm curious to see. And, and they painted yeah. a very realistic response to it, right? You know, people are terrified of new types. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing too, and. And then that just goes into the cyber new types. Like, what is it that they found out about a new type that they can try to make someone do? And and 
Like, I don't ever think it's been specifically detailed what they are trying to do, right? Just that they try to make people into new types. Not like what mechanisms of the DNA are they trying to reconfigure? We haven't heard that, right? As far as you know? No. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, And then um, I, I saw something here I thought was, let's see. So Amaro would have done better in the Unicorn Gundam. This is from Lucas. He was ahead of his time. Yeah. So I, Stephen, I would even yeah. say that any Gundam that was made at any time was based on like Amaro, because even as other Gundams were being built, he was still he still had his hand in development, like with the new Gundam. Yeah, I think that it's funny because you know when I was doing a little bit of research, I found out that the or well, you know, the the timeline where the ground Gundam was developed, it first appeared in the one year war in July of 19 or 1979, July of 0079, yeah. which was aired in 1979. Um, but you know, Amuro and the RX 78 weren't in the one year war until September of 0079. And so what they say about those Gundams, the ground type Gundams from eighth MS team is that the reason that they didn't perform as well as the RX 78 two was because they didn't have Amaro's combat data to upload into the Gundam to, you know, enhance its its operation, which is kind of an that alone is kind of fascinating technology. The fact yeah. that you can take operator data and upload it to a hard drive in a machine that somehow optimizes it for other people to use it, right? And that's how they got uh, the Sananju, which is actually one I meant for us to talk about last. So let me pull that up. Um, (laughs) Because isn't that the case with the Sinandra? Didn't it? It's not because it's full frontal is not Char, but he's a clone. And that's kind of that same thing. So they get a new type that's piloting. And I forget, uh, I think they say in here, um, developed from Sinandra Stein. Um, which was from the Sazabi in the new Gundam. So, yes, this is taking that data, combined data from Amaro and Char, potentially. I don't know if yeah. anyone... I mean, you're talking about the two most prolific pilots of the Universal Century that to that point. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually very interesting. So, so that's what's cool about this looking. It's a Neo-Zeon thing. And you know what? I didn't really think about it looking at it. You know, one thing, I love the sleeves look. I think there's a very unique, cool thing. But the other thing yeah. too is as much as you might think, and let me if I see if I can as much as you might think Neo Zeon, this has more I would say a lot that's uh related to like a Gundam or Earth Federation. Because that face looks more like a Zeta or Zeta a Zeta Gundam than you would see from a uh, um a Zeon or a, a Zaku, I'm sorry. And it does have the one uh fin up there in the middle, so that checks out, but but you know that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, the it it's got a slimmer profile than you would think. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't realize the vibes on that, but I guess it makes sense because by that time, you know the weapons. Oh, I didn't mean to navigate from there. The weapons that were being developed were for anyone that was willing to pay. So, um, some things about it. Let's see. Um, yeah, developed by Anaheim Electronics as part of the Earth Federation's UC project. So UC project, is that what was related? Because I know there was a name for like the unicorns being developed. Yeah, the RXO series. Okay, that's probably where I heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so 
you know, that checks out. Um, a movable frame is partly made from the psycho from psycho frame materials. This mobile suit was then stolen and modified into the Sinanju by the Neo Zeon remnant group known as the Sleeves and became the personal machine of the group's leader, Full Frontal. And, you know, going back to the new type powers, it was very interesting in Unicorn that when he was in the heat of the battle, and I guess he was just losing in a way to where the spirits of, you know, Lala and Shar put their hands on his shoulder to say it's time to go. Which is a very interesting concept of yeah. a potential clone is, you know what it even reminds me, I know we're always relating uh, Star Wars and and I even see uh, Goose mentioned similar to Force Ghost. Uh, again, this is kind of getting off topic, but what if like Ray ended up finding out she was just a a force, um, a manufactured forced pro- force project, you know, like, uh, and especially if it was found out that the New Republic was doing that behind the scenes, trying to create a force user to help, um, just in case. <laughs> oh, because they knew the fir- the the first order was coming. Um, yeah, and uh, that would have been a neat idea because it reminds me of well, like the force always balances itself out, right? You know. Well, yeah, it, it reminds two me two. of uh, Ghost in the Shell, the live action movie. I really liked that, and it, it got to a part where you find out, like the character finds out that she's not really her or whatever. Like that thing, that concept is very interesting to me. When you're like finding uh, that happened in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil something for oh, you right now. Fine. All right. <laughs> Because in the chat, Neon Wave brought up the fact that uh, Full Frontal is not necessarily a clone of Char. He was just a another pilot that they artificially grafted the personality and appearance of Char onto, which is very similar to the plot of a video game that has come out recently that you and I have discussed that I know that you haven't played. And I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but those of you in the chat, you know. Wait, is it a game that came out recently? If you know what I'm talking about. It's a game that came out recently, you said? Not recently, but it's one that you and I talked about uh, last week. Oh, okay. It must be like uh, Metal Gear Solid or something. One of those. It, it may or may <laughs> not be a Metal Gear okay. Solid game. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I'll have to check that out then. But, but you know, it's it's like you said, it's very similar to that. And, and similar to, like you said, in... Um, in Ghost in the Shell or Terminator Salvation is another example of like someone realizing that they are not mm. who they believe they themselves to be. Yeah, it's like that and then realizing you're built for a purpose that you might not want to be responsible for. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, this is very cool. Yeah, I guess in the other thing with the Sinanju, it does have the mono eye sensor to kind of keep it in line. I mean, I wonder if it initially had two eyes and they... Oh, did the Stein have two eyes? I think it did. The Stein has two yeah. eyes. So that's pretty cool. I like how they deliberately do that. Um, but it's got the Vulcan gun, beam saber, beam rifle, shield, beam axe, grenade launcher, rocket bazooka. A lot of the things. Oh, the external propellant tanks. That's a neat thing to that. The psycho frame cockpit. Which that's a very Federation thing to do. Um, I can't. I mean, beyond like the Gelgoog Jaeger, not a lot of Xeon suits have the propellant tanks on the back. That's right. Because the, the, the other one that did was a Federation suit, the GPO-4. Because that was a Federation suit, and then it, and then yeah. um, I think uh, the remnants was it Sema that got it, or no Titans? Yep. Yeah, what, or no? Yeah, was it? It was Delos. Yeah, Delos fleet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Psycho frame cockpit 
Intention Automatic System, a system that directly translates the thoughts of a new type pilot into the mobile suit's motions, allowing for far greater reaction speeds compared to manual control. So I've never heard of Intention Automatic System. Like, is that a Gundam terminology? Yeah, because it brings up even the unicorn. Hmm. So that yeah, that must be a yeah. thing with the UC Project series of mobile suits. Hmm. Well, cool. Well, that does it. That was a fun show. Um, that was excellent. Yeah, we got into the weeds a little bit on some stuff. Yeah, but I, I love <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I loved the chat. I always like to go back and read it because there's always some cool um, stuff going on in there. Um, oh yeah, S3D showed up. Good to see you. Um, um, well, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, everyone, thanks for joining. Please check out the Discord or the links in the description. Um, you know, Steven and I have another live stream that's on Wednesdays. The links for that stuff is in the description, and that's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, any last words, Steven? No, no. I think um, just to to reiterate, community build. Uh, oh yeah, and and build contest as well as the uh, movie night watch along. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on over on Adam's Discord. So do hit that up because it's a it's a very very lively community over there. And, yeah. Um, you, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't uh, reiterate that. Yeah, it is cool. I'm, it's one of the things that I think about. Like, honestly, I wake up in the morning and sometimes I'm like, wow, there's all these awesome people on this Discord server. I can just jump into, talk to. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So anyway, thanks yeah. all. And we will talk later. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Good night.